0: I want us to repeat, repeat after me, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Say it aloud. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12.
1: Okay, let's rise up and then recite it.
0: One, to go you read your own don't listen to somebody read your own amen, amen. for the word of God is what Alive and active, powerful, living, quick. Hallelujah. And it is sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen. Say, Father God, I receive your word. Today. May the word discern my heart, separate my carnality my from my spirituality, so that I shall receive the word into my soul, in the name of Jesus. I command my spirit to hear the word of God. I command my mind to concentrate on the word of God. I declare that I shall not live here the same. It shall not be an ordinary meeting. But I shall be transformed by the power of God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. Before I preach, i just like to celebrate my darling, lovely wife, Susan, Amen. on her birthday. Amen. 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 I thank God for her life. Amen. And as I said... If you, if you get in good ministration, then she's the reason. If you get in bad ministration. No, other things. Other things. So some people say, Pastor the anointing, let the power of God flow. Huh? You need to take care of the reason for that. Yes. So, when we celebrate her as the mother of the house, there is a blessing and a release. So some people get to a point where they like the pastor, but they forget that the pastor has a wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when they like the pastor, they forget that the pastor has a wife. Mm-hmm. But they don't realize that for them to continue liking the pastor, they must like his wife. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Oh because the pastor is the way he is because of his wife. Amen. Amen. So may God help us. Amen. May God give us open revelation. Amen. Somebody say open revelation. Open revelation. Open revelation. Open
1: revelation.
0: Open revelation. Amen. 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 You know, we had we've had a few nannies over the period, and some of the nannies when they come. Yes, we are paying them So they think they are actually working for us, the parents But they don't realize they are working for the children So if the children come and say, we don't like <laughs> They are fired um. Yes, if the children you are looking after them like, you work, can you We can't do anything, you have to go So that is the thing as we love what God is doing, we need to also remember to honor those. Now, what you don't understand is, if a pastor is frustrated, he takes it out on his wife. Because yes. he can't take it out on judgment-based. It will be trouble. he takes take it out on his wife. Oh, okay. Pastors are holy. <laughs> um, don't get me wrong, they're holy. But, the person who knows the pastor proper is the wife. So sometimes when the pastor is preaching and he's saying something, he has to be careful, look at He tries to check what is the wife thinking. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 God is good. Today we are beginning a series on prosperity, God's prosperity. Over the past two weeks, we've been looking at seasons. And then our theme for the entire year is fruitfulness. So we talked about seasons, a time for everything, and the purpose for the different seasons, and then God's intervention and God's seasons. Amen. Now, one of the hardest things in life is that when it becomes your season for manifestation and it is not happening, there is so much frustration. So somebody said, if you are not strong at 20, if you are not handsome at 20, strong at 30, rich at forty. Forget it, you are finished I don't know whose story that is But in life It gets to a stage where you know That I'm supposed to do this I'm supposed to be that I'm supposed to be here But it is not happening But it's not because you are sleeping You are doing everything you can But it's not happening I call that the hamster wheel of life. How many have seen a hamster wheel, a, a mouse wheel? Yes. Okay. What 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 does it what does it do? Yeah, it just keeps going round. The mouse is riding it. It's going fast. round, but is going nowhere. It's just a round wheel. It's going nowhere. It is called the rat race. The rat race in a laboratory. When they are experimenting on new drugs, they have rats in there, and they have built something for them to be running around where they test them. So the rats will run, thinking they are escaping. They keep running, but they never is. They are in the same lab. The rat race of life is like that. It is trying hard. To make ends meet. Trying hard to get bread. To get my, and that is what happens. So that is why we have rush hour. So if you get to the tube station, a rush hour, you wonder where are all these people going? So many people. Oh. So it's a cycle, a routine. Going and a coming. Going and a coming. The hamster wheel of life. We are preaching this series because I want to learn too from it. And I'm preaching it because I've got these same challenges in my own life. And then I am believing the word of God to transform where I am right now. So we are taking this journey together and believing God that we will be delivered from the rat race. We'll be delivered from the hamster wheel of life. So, if it is God's will for us, then we need to understand, what is God saying? What is God saying? In other words, if you are content with where you are and where your life is, you can just take this as a bonus, you know? Take bonus, yeah I know that I'm fine, you know Take it as a take bonus But if not Then we are into something deep Amen? Amen We are into something deep That's what I said, don't see the word of God As another routine As another meeting But see that there is Transformation coming your way Amen So sermon title. For those who are taking notes Loss of Prosperity Part 1 And I have a few things We will accomplish By today Number 1 You will hear God's word Say "I I will hear God's word I will hear God's word You will know God's word is truth Say I will know God's word is true. I will believe in God's word. God's word will produce faith in me. God's word will produce faith in me. I will have faith. I will have faith. I will exercise faith. I will exercise faith. I will know the different types of prosperity. I will know the different types of prosperity. Okay, so please understand. This is not me coming to say you are going to do one, two, two, one, two, three, four, five things and you'll be rich. This is not what I'm doing. My aim is that we are going to look into God's word. So have your Bible and then we read it and see what is God saying. So our, our basic scripture is Romans chapter 10 verse 17. And this teaching is from the laws of prosperity by Kenneth Copeland, but some of it is also my, my, my stuff and I've mixed it with Kenneth's stuff. So you, you just take it. Uh, Romans chapter 10 verse 17. It's a faith comes by hearing. Now, with this kind of thing, you have to be eager to learn. You know, you have to want to learn because we are going to go by order. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hearing and hearing the word of God. So, Sometimes means constantly hearing. Hearing. Because sometimes, that's why when you go back, you need to listen to the messages again. Because what happens is, as we are speaking now, there's a lot of distractions around you. Even in your mind. You are not taking in everything. You think you are, but you are not. So he said, hearing and hearing again until it makes sense, it makes meaning to you. So if it comes by hearing the word of God, what is the word of God? John 17 verse 17. What is the word of God? John 17 verse 17. It says sanctify them in the truth Your word is truth Okay So faith comes by hearing the word of God The word of God is the truth Everybody say truth Truth, truth. 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 Are you seeing it in your Bible? Yes. This is not me saying it So the word of God is truth In that case, let's now go to the very popular scripture. Three John or third John is only one one script, so it's not a chapter or verse. Three John two to four. Let's now go there understand that we are learning the word of God and we and we believe that the word of God is powerful. Do you see? So anytime we stand here and we open the word of God, powerful things are happening. And those who have faith, they receive it. You know, have you ever been in a meeting where some? Miracles took place. Somebody's blind eyes open. Somebody walked out of a wheelchair, but you didn't feel anything. You 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 were there. Nothing happened. There wasn't lightning striking the roof or things. An earthquake taking place. You were just the same atmosphere that things happen. Amen? Amen. So I want you to declare that I live. In the miraculous. miraculous. I operate. operate. In the supernatural. In In Jesus name. name. So as the word of God is being spoken. There is a supernatural atmosphere. That is being released. Mm -hmm. And when you tap into that. You will operate. In the supernatural. 3 John 2 and 2 to 4. Beloved. I wish above all things. That thou mayest prosper and be in health. Even as thy soul prospereth. For I rejoice greatly. When the brethren came and testified of the truth. That is in thee. Even as thou walkest in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear. That my children walk in truth. Amen. Now. Let's stop there and understand. This is Apostle John writing in his old age to the believers. And these are guys who have been with the Master. They know the miraculous. They have operated in the miraculous. And in his old age, he's admonishing the church. Then he said, Beloved, in fact, if you read other translation, he said, "I pray." The King James says, "I wish," but other translation say, "I pray above all things that you may prosper." Mm-hmm. Other translation say, "That it may be well with you, mm-hmm. Amen? Amen, and be in health, even as thy soul Prosper And do you know this? John was the only disciple who died a natural death. Because the only guy who died Is a natural death Even when they tried to kill him The man wouldn't die So they banished him to an island Far away where there are no human beings Only wild animals So that they will eat him And once he was there He saw revelation And wrote revelation Amen So He said, I pray above all things, that you may prosper, and be in health, even as your soul prospereth. Now, wait a minute. This is the apostle. And this same John was the one referred to as the apostle or the disciple whom Jesus loved. Now, so you're gonna understand he wouldn't just say anything. This guy knew what he was talking about. I pray above all things that you may prosper and be helped, even as your soul prospered. For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth. Now, you see John seventeen seventeen, your word is what? Truth. So the brethren came and testified that you guys have the word. Amen. So I have joy that you are walking in the word. Therefore my prayer is that you will prosper as your soul prospering. Sometimes some people when you mention prosperity, they go, mm, mm. Mm. Meanwhile, when you go out, you want to buy Mercedes and you want to buy a a, a nice sofa from DFS and you want to shop at (coughs) Sainsbury's House of Fraser. Uh huh. That one. (laughs) Selfridges. Meanwhile, you admire the nice things. But when we talk about prosperity, hey, now the church is becoming worldly. We'll come to that. So, I want to ask, if prosperity was bad, why would John, the disciple whom Jesus loved, The only disciple who died a natural death, why would he say that you should prosper and be healthy? Amen? Amen. Then he writes again and says, Do not follow evil, but that which is good. So if prosperity is evil, The apostle will not contradict himself and say Prosper Then another verse he says Come follow evil And the popular scripture For Christians Is that Money is the root of all evil Or the love of money is the root of all evil And like the guy who prayed, he said, God, give me neither poverty nor riches. Huh? So that if I'm too rich, I may forget you. And if you also make me poor, I'll go and steal and disgrace you. So give me neither poverty nor riches. What sort of prayer is that? What do you want? Okay. Hallelujah So The trouble is Nothing is wrong with prosperity Itself 1 Timothy 6 verse 10 For the love of money is the root of all evil Okay Now There are many people today If you go to prison Or if you If you happen to go to to visit people in prison do you think they are all millionaires in the prison in fact some of them are the poorest of the poor they are the poorest of the poor so there are people committing evil who don't have money so having money doesn't make you evil people are committing evil already but they don't have anything it is the mind And we'll come to that, the mind and the spirit. Amen. 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 Put your hands together for the Lord. Some of you are trying to sing. Let me go here. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Aliyah is in. We pray for you. Amen. Amen. Welcome. Yes. It's in, it's in there. It's in your account. Nah, that's just a cool. quote You don't need to understand it. Okay. There are people committing sin who don't have money But the question is When the Bible says prosperity What is he talking about? Is he just talking about dollars and pounds? Now go back to Third John 2-4 he said, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be held even as thy soul prosper. Very important. He talks about the soul. Now man is a spirit and has a soul which consists of the mind. Oh, hallelujah. Wow. Wonderful, wonderful. Man is a spirit and he has a soul and a mind, consisting of a mind, the will, and the emotions. So, he talks about prosperity of the soul. But there is also spiritual prosperity. And then there is mental prosperity. And then physical prosperity. Which is normally where people tend to focus. So we have spiritual Prosperity of the soul, prosperity of the spirit, and physical prosperity. Prosperity of the soul, prosperity of the spirit, and physical prosperity. To prosper spiritually, you must be born again. That's all. How many are born again? See, they are not even sure. Okay. I'm preaching. To prosper spiritually, you must be born again. So when Jesus our Lord comes into your life or into your heart, your spirit is born to come into fellowship with God. Then you are in a position now to receive from God. Because now you are a son or a daughter. Redeemed by the blood. So now you are in a position to receive from God. That is spiritual prosperity. But, here's the thing. It's not automatic. To prosper in your soul. You must be able to control your mind. Your will and your emotions. Very important, control your mind, your will, and your emotions to prosper in your soul. Just because you have vast knowledge, does not mean your mind is prosperous. Actually, I've known some very learned people who did some daft things. Prosperity of the mind comes when you use the knowledge accumulated. And when you are controlling your mind instead of your mind controlling you. Now that is deep. So stability of mind Focus, direction, purpose, is very important. See, some people know that they want a hot bath. But they don't want to get up and go and run the tap. So, how will you get the hot bath? So, knowing, knowledge, having or dreaming about a hot bath is not a guarantee that you get a hot bath. And that is what begins to happen. So, because our mind, now I want you to to follow this stuff.
1: Our mind
0: is not necessarily compliant our spirit is more calm and gentle our mind is not necessarily compliant our mind is like a magnet, it just can't it picks up things wanted and unwanted, wanted everywhere it's very hard to regulate the mind that's why they said light is the fastest thing, the speed of light right, ok But no, the speed of light is not the fastest, the mind, the thought. That's why in a split of a second, you can be here and be in Zimbabwe. In a split of a second, you can actually be in Guyana, walking in Georgetown. Mm -hmm. (coughs) So fast. So the mind... Does he understand discipline? Mm. And because we have a mind like that, God needs a stable mind eh, to be able to operate what he wants to do in our lives. Amen. But most of them, because the mind is naturally not having that quality, God saves our spirit, but then he finds it hard to deal with our mind, with our mindset. Our thought patterns, mm. our traditions, our emotions. Mm. So to break from that is spiritual warfare. Amen. Everybody say, warfare. 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 Now, here's the thing: if not, then tell me if the apostle said, I pray above everything that I will prosper and be in hell, then as soon as we are in Christ. We have to prosper. But now he's talking to Christians. So the idea is that those Christians were not prosper. Even though he said to them, I have testimony that you have the truth, you have the word. But my prayer is that you will. Am I speaking the word of God? Turn to Second Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. Second Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. For though we walk in the flesh, now we need to analyze this carefully. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. To what? Pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every heighten that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought, to the obedience of Christ. Now he is saying that listen, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but the mighty through God pulling down strongholds, casting down imaginations. So when you become a Christian, you need to go into warfare so that your mind. Can receive the word of God And then your will will become Submitted to the will of God Some people think God will override their will And do something in No, God will work When your will is submitted To him So when you come to a place Where your mind can Align with what God is saying Then you can receive That is why the Bible said in James that a double-minded man will receive nothing from God. Because a double-minded man, his mind is not submitted to. So submitting to the word of God is spiritual warfare. Because the devil knows the day your mind and your will align with God's word, you are going to break through. So that is why he fights you and your mind fights the word of God and even when you are in church you are upset, you are concerned about all the things that were not happening and shouldn't be happening and you are not even tuning. Therefore if we leave our mind to wander, It will grow grass And wild animals Will be running inside But our mind Is to lead us to our prosperity And the only way To get your mind In that shape Is to fill it with the word of God is to fill it with the word of God. So when your mind comes saying, "I am broke," you say, "I am rich in Christ through all things. God will supply all my needs." According, see your mind begins to perceive things. The mind say, "Hey, I can't make, I can't get through this month." And the Bible says that, "Oh yes, with God, all things are possible." You know. You need to constantly train your mind And subject your mind And you need to rebuke your mind And say hear the word of the Lord amen, amen. So the psalmist said David said Bless the Lord O oh my soul And all that is within me Because there are times when you believe God But something in you Is not agreeing And you must Submit that Submit that Hallelujah Hallelujah Because Here's the thing When your mind Is decided Then your will acts And the only thing God Does not have control over it's your will. Were you reading my notes? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing God does not have control over is your will. Yeah. So, I say, but is that possible? God is all so powerful and woo. He is. But He put a line. He said, I'm making man in my own image. Listen to this. Yeah. And because of that, He has deposited an amount of divinity of himself in us. Now, that is what we call the sovereignty of God. The sovereignty of God is the ability and the power and the right of God to decide to appoint and to disappoint. Ah, hallelujah. Now, we have that nature in us in a certain way that we can decide to worship him or decide not to worship him And God will respect that So the devil knows That if he can control our minds Then our will Will follow the mind And that means we'll be out of God's mind And he is happy When that happens So when our minds are submitted To the word of God Our will will naturally Follow what God is saying. That is why we need to learn and be transformed. So he says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That is the battle. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19. God said, I call heaven and earth to record, to record this day against you. That I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your seed may live. But he won't choose it for you. He will tell you it's blessing and cursing, but choose blessing. But then you now have. To decide according to what is in your mind. So whatever you have been feeding into your mind will then determine what you do. So when our will is in line with God's will, then our soul is prosperous. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Until you know what God's word says. You won't know that his will and his word are the same. So if if an honest man tells you. I will do this. He won't change his mind. He won't do another thing. So if God then says. I put before you blessing and cursing. And if you choose life. God will have to bless you. Amen. Amen. Now I'm coming to London.